Welcome to Jazz at Lincoln Center's Jazz Stories. I'm Wendell Pierce. Jazz musicians refer to what they do as telling stories. Our Jazz Stories podcast add the musicians' own words to their music. For this edition, producer Alexa Lim. I'm Alexa Lim, and while Wendell is in the studio, I am descending down into the Murray Street Productions basement. But you don't need to feel sorry for me, because that means I'm knee-deep in tape in our interview archive. And I'm joined by fellow tape cutter, Matthew Long Middleton. Hey, everybody. Okay, let me find today's tape. It's... Ah, I found it. (laughs) Perfect. Right where I put it. (coughs) Here it is. Let's open it. All right. Today's tape comes from a conversation between the pianist Barry Harris and the late drummer Billy Higgins. And it's from when they were performing in a Jazz at Lincoln Center show in 1992 called The Majesty of Tap. (laughs) So beautiful. It is. Can you guess what it was about? I suspect tap, tap dancing. You are correct. I'm going to play a clip that I think sums up that majesty. Man, I played with a cat that tap danced and had a table in his mouth. Now, check this out. He had a table, I mean, a table in his mouth with his teeth clenched like this. You know what he say? He, he rolled up to the mic and say, tell about anything about Charlie Parker. Wait, who, who is that? That's actually Billy Higgins. And I know what you're thinking. Tap dancing with the table in your mouth probably sounds strange, not really majestic. But I think that the majesty Billy's referring to was a time in the 40s, at the infancy of Bop when Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk, and all those musicians were really developing a new way to play. So jazz also happened to be the popular music at the time, so this experimentation was growing up in the dance halls and influencing not only other performers, but audiences as well. Billy and Barry were both active musicians during that time, and even more so in the following decades. What stood out in this conversation was that they were really able to portray and capture what it was like to be in those dance halls on that stage, and just watching the tassels of a shake dancer slowly move while they're playing. Okay, before we listen to the tape, a few audio footnotes. Bird, or more formally Yardbird, is the saxophonist Charlie Parker. And bad? Well, it's very, very good. This is what you have to understand what Charlie Parker's influence was on people. Anytime Charlie Parker would come to a town, I mean, this you're talking about tap dancers, everybody. People could sing. I mean, I mean, everybody in the block could sing Charlie Parker's solos. A lot of the guys that we used to hang out with. So you can you imagine a music so sophisticated and people dancing to sophisticated music, people not dancing to one tempo. I mean, you know, right. you'd have to dance to about, you had to know how to dance to about three or four or five different tempos. Fast, you had to dance to the fast tempo and cut the time. And, and cut the time, you, you know. You danced to the ballad and you doubled the time. Double the time, yeah. So, people were really, I mean, people were yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, these are just people. He's Like he's saying, not musicians knew the songs. People, people knew the songs. Knew the songs. songs yeah, yeah. They knew. So that this, this music was very, 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 oh, man. You could walk down the street and the cat would be across the street and he might be humming a bird tune, you hum it back at him and y'all got a relationship right there. That's a friend. 
But see, we we had to play with all these people, man. How you think we started out playing shuffle rhythm? We played with shows. Because most of the places you played, they had to have a singer. They had to have a shake dancer. That's what we, the way we grew up. See, so every place had shows. You went to see a show, a Pearl Bailey. The first time I saw Pearl Bailey was in a show at the Paradise Theater. Things I need on a cut out wide and she was a fine woman, fine stack, and her song was Tired. That was the name of the song, Tired. Of the life I lead, tired of the dun dun dun, tired of the something that you tell. I want a diamond ring, of the this and that. Oh, she was a funny lady. You know, there's a lady called Little Miss Corn Shucks. Shucks, ooh, yeah, right, right, that's right. That's little right. Miss Corn Shucks would come out there dressed like a little... Like a little girl, you know, like a little TV, little girl with a little dress on. And, oh, man, and she could sing, man. For your little when I generally talk about shake dancers, I think about one shake dancer particularly. There was one named Baby Scruggs. Now, see, Baby Scruggs would come out there and she'd say, Cherokee as fast as you can play it. And so you play Cherokee real fast, and here this woman is, and she starts shake dancing. And all these tassels start moving, you know, like one tassel at a time, one at a time. And then maybe almost like she could make them move in opposite directions and stuff. She had tassels on her front and had tassels on her back. And these tassels would start moving. And the most beautiful thing in the world, the shake dancer was something to see. See, we had to hear all of that. We went to see Bird at dances. We did not go see Bird at concerts. Dances, right. We didn't go to concerts, man. We went to dances. So, you know, people go to dances. There are some that's going to stand around and listen to Bird because we the musicians and we talking about, ooh. But them other people? Yeah, it was man, hitting it. people hitting it, man. It was hitting it. They used to be traveling, people, you know, couples that would travel from one club to the next. And I remember there was one, it was, it was, uh, Real tall brother and, and little shots, and they would come in and they'd come in. When they would come in the club, everybody would move out because and then and then you and they you know you play some something slick you know you play and say what you want a Nigerian bam you know, and his legs over his shoulder you understand spin her around she was little and he was real tall and slim you know and he would take her and spin her around bam and I mean. The dancers would get off the floor because they were so rough. And, and after that, people would go in their pocket, put throw down some money, and they would split and go to the next club. And then so they had a few people like that, you know. So, I mean, just keeping the... And, and when, they, when they come out, they'd be to energize the whole place. You see, when, I remember when I came up, I mean, you know, you had to play shake dances. You had to play for... Man, I played for the cat that tap danced and had a table in his mouth. Now check this out. He had a table, I mean a table in his mouth with his teeth crunched like this. You know what he say? He, he rolled up to the mic and say, tell about anything about Charlie Parker. And if you play the melody, if you play do 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 he say, and he'd be clenching this, and this and, and plus he got a roller skates on. Now he's tap dancing on roller skates. Who is this 
Look, I, I, look, I, look, I, I didn't. Know, I know it's somebody. Look at, I mean, it, I mean, this brother was so bad. I don't even remember his name, but he was bad. He was bad. He would come up and hit, and you say, "Wait a minute, now, wait a minute." How did he got roller skates on, a table in the clinch in his mouth, and then he say anything about Charlie Parker. Another funny thing. Let me tell you something. The dancers in Detroit. I'm gonna tell you. You know what? If the drummer. Billy, if the drummer turned the beat around, they stopped dancing. They say, what's wrong with that drummer? <laughs> now, the drummer could not get away. You couldn't you get, get away with nothing. No, you, wasn't gonna get away. you would not get away with messing up the beat like we do sometimes, you know, when we're playing in these clubs. You know, where the beat turn around. No, sir, you couldn't get away with that. With those dancers, they stop you in a minute. They stop and look at you. So that's just the dancers. They were so hip. So you know the tap dancing and all that stuff is part of the music. It, it was a thing at one time where all the arts were combined. You understand what I'm saying? All the arts were combined. It was dance. It was saying. It was like, it wasn't something that was like one thing was just set on the side. And with the same level, see, the, the dance went with uh, Bird and them. They had a dancing room with them. I really do think about that sometime when I'm playing the piano. I think that I'm a tap dancer, and so my fingers are the are the, are the things, and I and I try to play the piano like that. I try to syncopate like that. I try to do, you know, that's that's the way I am. So they really dancing is part of the music. Dancing is jazz. That was the pianist Barry Harris and the late drummer Billy Higgins. Billy was one of the most in-demand sidemen. He appeared on over 700 recordings, and he was dubbed the unofficial drummer of Blue Note Records. Barry grew up and played in Detroit until the 70s, and he said that the music he heard in those dance halls was one of his greatest influences. To hear the music of Barry Harris, or Billy Higgins, or to check out our most recent tap show, Tap Meets Flamenco, visit the Jazz at Lincoln Center website at jalc.org jazzcast. This podcast was produced by myself, along with David Gorn, Steve Rath, and Matthew Long Middleton. Jazz Stories is made possible by Jazz at Lincoln Center. So if you enjoyed this podcast, support Jazz at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, dropping in on a show if you're ever in New York City, or visiting the website at jalc.org. This is Alexa Lim for Jazz Stories.